It's time. 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 It's like news and really be tuned in. It's one of my favorite shows to do just because y'all always keep it 100, y'all keep it real. They might not watch the news, but they're on Twitter, they're on Facebook, they're, you know, they're listening to The Breakfast Club. Get your ass up. All right. Good morning, USA. Yo, 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 <laughs> Good morning, DJ Envy. <laughs> the guy. Peace to me? the planet. It's Monday. Oh, oh my goodness. Good morning, What's you well-oiled machine, y'all. This well-oiled machine of a radio show. Good morning. Oh, boy. How was everybody's weekend? My weekend was great, man. Until I got back here and things are just not working. Oh, come on. That's just small things to a giant. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. We, we, we should on. be used to this. It always happens. All right, I know on. I need to check this out. Can, can you guys hear me? <laughs> yes, yes we can hear you. We, can hear, we you. can hear you. Okay? We're just a little delayed. Okay. Where you at, Ye? I'm in New York. <laughs> okay. Ye, okay. there's like a seven-second delay before you speak. Oh, God. One day we'll work these kinks out. <laughs> it's only been almost 11 years. Oh, my goodness. But one day we'll work these kinks out. Yes. Okay? So this weekend was uh, my baby's birthdays. I call them the babies. Uh, they turned uh, eight and seven. And I took them to, if you're familiar, they have them all over the country. I took them to Kalahari. It's the same as Great Wolf Lodge. It's an indoor water park, indoor, outdoor. And I spent the whole weekend there, man. They had a ball. They had such, they had the greatest time. I mean. Eight and seven. Lord have mercy. Yes, eight and seven. No, so. it's just crazy because I remember, you know, I'm, I'm sitting on the radio hearing you announce, you know, Gia was pregnant. <laughs> That's right. Now they eight and seven. Yes. Jesus. Yeah, so they had an amazing, amazing, amazing time. It was just great. I had a great time. And, and you know, I got to watch the games when they fell asleep. Uh, and then we got to talk about this fight later on. What you guys do this weekend before we talk about get on to into the fight and all that stuff? Yee? Seven seconds, wait. Oh. Lord have mercy. Okay, well, <laughs> I had a ball this weekend, you know, cooling out with the family. That's it. Uh, watching watching, watching the, the games, of course. Mm-hmm. And then... I was disappointed in myself that I ordered the fight last night. I told you I'm you was going to order it. I couldn't, I couldn't help it. It's just like, it's at the end of the day, if you're a boxing fan like I am, it's Floyd Mayweather. You right. know what I mean? Plus it was, uh, you know, uh, uh, Hurd fought on the undercard, Badu Jack fought on the undercard. The Ocho Cinco Maxwell fight was entertaining. Mm-hmm. DJ Zamero was commentating. That was entertaining. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was like, whatever, it's forty nine ninety nine. And they actually, doing it on a Sunday night was good because there was nothing else happening. Only problem with that was I ain't gonna lie that that fight was getting late. It was tired. Yeah, I was, I was tired. tired. I'm I mean, tired this I'm tired morning. Now. I'm tired right now. Absolutely, 100. percent That but fight ended with time 11:30 last night, something like that. Absolutely, but that is the type of fight that should have been on a Sunday night. Sunday night when there's nothing else going on, like there wasn't no major TV shows on any of the premium networks, mm-hmm. right? There was no uh, basketball NBA was earlier. On. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was on earlier. It was like okay, let's watch the fight. Why not? All right. Well, let's get the show cracking. Yee. Yep, I think uh, she's not. Think she left us this morning. <laughs> I don't think it was her choice. All right, but well, you know, there's this thing called technical difficulties in live radio. All right, well, we got front page news next. Um, hopefully, we get Yee back on. If not, we'll make some stuff up. So don't move. I'm here just trying to see if there's still a delay. <laughs> <laughs> there's absolutely no delay, Yee. You sound great. There you go. All right, we'll okay. get. We got front page news next. Yee, what are we talking about? I mean, we're going to talk about the fight last night, right? <laughs> 
Ooh, this show. You gotta love it. It's the Breakfast Club. Not Good morning. really. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get some front page news. I NBA Saturday, if you missed it, the Nets beat the Bucks 115-107. Sunday, the Clippers beat the Mavericks 126-111. And also, the Hawks beat the 76ers 128-124. Haw- Hawks have been looking good. I ain't even gonna lie, man. Nets and uh, Bucks play tonight, right? Uh, yes, yeah. tonight at 7.30. All right, where are we starting? Boxing 7. That's my prediction. No. All right, Chad Johnson's what? boxing debut. He actually... Made it through the fourth round, and uh, he was fighting Brian Maxwell. He did get knocked to the canvas, but fortunately, he was able to finish the four-round exhibition fight. So here's what he had to say after that fight. And this is just one of my bucket list, and it's a message for a lot of people out there, man, that are content, that are scared to fail, scared to lose, and don't take chances. Man, get out there and live, man. Don't be scared to fail. It's okay. I mean, Ocho Cinco hung in there, but he's not a boxer. And when you look at someone like Ocho Cinco, career athlete, you know he's in shape, but that boxing conditioning is yeah, different. Like but he, he looked good, though. He looked good. He looked cool. I yeah, mean, yeah, bo- you, you, boxing is sometimes getting hit and falling on the floor, getting back up. That's exactly what the boxing is. But you greatest just boxers did it. But you just can't play boxing. That's no. all. All right, now Floyd Mayweather versus Logan Paul, the main event. Of course, Moneybag Yo walked out with Floyd Mayweather. He performed time today. And, I mean, it lasted all eight rounds. Early on in the beginning, I thought Logan Paul was going to tire himself out too much. He was throwing a lot of punches. It wasn't really landing. He did tire himself. Yeah. But I thought that that meant that Floyd was going to be able to knock him out. But I guess, you know, Logan Paul is a lot bigger than Floyd Mayweather. So... And he had a, lo- a lot longer reach, too. Now, Logan Paul, after the fight, after lasting all eight rounds, he felt like a winner. I don't want anyone to tell me anything is impossible ever again. The fact that I'm in here with one of the greatest boxers of all time proves that the odds can be beat. I'm the maverick. I go right when they go left. I'm the unorthodox one. I'm the independent one. And everyone has it in them. And everyone can beat the odds and do great things in life. And I want everyone to know that. That's the message I'm here to say. Floyd Mayweather, it was an honor. I hate being a kid. I love you guys. This is one of the greatest moments of my life. You never know with this guy. Like, I'm going to go home thinking, yo, did Floyd let me survive? Listen, man. A 44-year-old welterweight who doesn't have knockout power fighting a 26-year-old guy who would be a cruiserweight, eight inches taller than him, 40 pounds heavier. The fight went exactly the way I thought it would. Floyd just put on a clinic, even though he's not as quick as he used to be, and his reflexes aren't the same. He's still fast, though. Yeah, but he's 44. Now, ESPN had it 78-74 for Mayweather, even though there was no official score. Here is what Floyd Floyd Mayweather had to say after the fight. I'm not 21 anymore, but it's good to move around with these young guys, test my skills, just to have some fun. Great young fighter, strong, tough, He's better than I thought he was. I fought against a heavyweight, but I had fun. Even though he don't got that much experience, he knew how to use his weight, and he knew how to tie me up tonight. So I had fun. I'm pretty sure he had fun. And um, hopefully the fans enjoyed it. Yeah, Logan was definitely doing a lot of slow dancing. Any any chance he could get, he was acting like it was the, the last song of the night coming on. Which was smart by him. Now, would you like to see Floyd Mayweather fight again? Well, here's what he had to say about if there's any chance that he'll return. And I'm not coming back to the sport of boxing. Absolutely not. I did what I had to do. I made my mark on the sport. Made a ton, made a ton of money. Hey, brother, money ain't everything, money ain't everything. Well, I know we got to eat food every day to survive so we can live longer. And that takes money. 
He, he means he's not fighting professionally. Yeah, professionally. Anymore. Anymore. But he'll do. He'll do more exhibition matches. Yeah, absolutely. Well, they asked him about whether or not he would do another exhibition fight, and he said probably not. Nah, he said in the ring. He said he don't know what the future holds because they asked him about Jake Paul right after the fight. Yeah, he's. I mean, probably not is not a no, but I didn't hear him say probably not. But we have. The, they said we have the audio. Oh, we don't know what the future holds, but I talk it over with my team and, and see where we go from there. You got to realize I've been in this sport 25 years, and I understand that I'm not 21, I'm not 25, but I have fun tonight. Look, Floyd will do another exhibition. He's he not going to do anything that. that's going to be going his record. But if they give him another 10 million dollars to fight somebody like they did overseas, he's going to take that fight. This, they gave him 10 million to fight Jake Paul. He got 10 million to fight Jake Paul and 50 percent of the pay per view revenue. Yeah, he'll he'll, he'll pull in 30, 40, 50 million dollars. Probably Logan more. Paul. Logan yeah. Paul. Who I say? One Jake of the Paul. Jake. But, you know. He'll fight. Of course he will. Especially if we, the pay-per-view numbers come out today and they're great. Yeah. He's going to do another exhibition. He'll fight. I don't and think Logan it'll be Paul eight rounds, though. And guaranteed and 10% of pay-per-view That's shares. That's great money. I didn't think I was going to pay for it last night, but I absolutely did. <laughs> See? I, actually, I found it streaming for free on Twitter. <laughs> I paid for it. And I went to a fight party. All right. Well, that is front page news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent or you just want to talk to us, call us now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Let's go. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is uh, Chandler from Columbus, Ohio. Good morning. How y'all doing? Chandler, what's up, what's up bro? brother? Get it off your chest. What's, what's going on? Oh, so Charlamagne, he talked all that crap. Oh, I'm not watching, but I don't want to watch it. But I seen your post yesterday. Yeah, I had to watch it. I had to. Well, one thing but, about one thing about me, I always reserve the right to change my mind. Okay, I, okay. I was I was lying to myself that I wasn't going to buy the fight. Okay, okay. What, what, what did y'all think about the fight, though? I mean, it went just the way I thought it would go. Floyd Mayweather's 44 years old, a welterweight versus that big-ass cruiserweight. I never thought he would, like, knock him out. I just thought he would just I punch so. on him, just I, like he I, did. He just beat on him. I thought he was going to knock him out. I, I nah. figured, I figured not. Nah. Because, I mean, holding your hands up eight rounds for a, a, not really a boxer, I just you just needed one one good Yeah, connection. but he's too big. By the way, when the last time we seen Floyd Mayweather knock somebody out? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, probably like 20 years ago. It, 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 it was the guy who forgot to tap gloves with him. I can't remember his name right now. What was his name? Oh, Greg. Uh, Greg. No. Connor Nah, no. the Dominican guy. He was like Latino or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That I can't remember his name, ago, though. Man. That, was a, that was a minute ago. But thank but. you for calling, brother. Hello, who's this? Mike. Hey, what up? Get it off your chest, bro. Hey, I just want to talk about... Fights last night. Uh, I want to say his first fight, salute Ocho Cinco for the fight that he had going on last night. Big shots out to him. That second fight with her and um, Aries guy, I want to say that was the best fight of the night last night. They was scrapping. They was banging. Hard hit. Yeah, yeah. A lot of hard hitting. A lot of good hitting. I like that. Third fight, it was more. But do um, Jack. That guy wasn't ready. Yeah. He, yeah. The, yeah the, that, the guy that will fight Jack, what the name? Uh, Kalalina. Yeah, he wasn't even supposed to be fighting but Dude Jack. Yeah, he was he, he wasn't ready at all. But on that last fight, man, like y'all said this morning, I don't forgot what one of y'all said, man. I, I feel like I got raw. <laughs> Just I, me honest. I don't think none of us said that. Nah, I don't think I got raw. <laughs> I mean 
I mean, I don't know what you expected. Floyd Mayweather's 44 years old. I mean, <laughs> and you got it. And you I didn't really expect him to, you know, knock him out and, or anything like that. I, I was hoping that, you know, I was hoping that, you know, Logan Paul's arms would be tied and Floyd would get a, get a hit on him and knock, put him on a canvas. I didn't once, think he but. would. But forty nine ninety nine was a cool price to pay because think about all those fights you just named and the Migos performed. You know, Yanni, money back. Yo, bought uh, Floyd to the ring. Yep. It was cool. Yeah, I wasn't mad at it. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hey, good morning, MB. Good morning, Charlotte. Good morning, Angela. Rick, Rick what up, Rick, brother? What up? Get it off your chest, What's Rick. What's going on? Yo, I'm tight right now, man. Last night, I tried to avoid paying for the fight, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh ended up going somewhere and watching the fight, which was a complete hug fest. Only two people I see is Chuck Morris or Charlotte. Uh, and uh, <laughs> I, left the, <laughs> I left the fight, went to start my car, and lost my car key. No. Damn it, man. Oh, my God. So I have a spear at home, right? So I had to take an Uber, $49, back to Brooklyn, to get my spear key, take an Uber back to where I was at. It cost me another $39. Damn. So I could get my key to start. So... I, I didn't want to spend forty nine ninety nine. I ended up spending almost a hundred bucks. Over. Rick, why didn't you just go? Why didn't you just retrace your steps and see if you dropped your keys in the party? Because it was the middle of the night. I don't get I don't it. Where, yeah, I don't. I don't understand why you just didn't. Like, why you didn't just go it, back in there to see where you left your keys? Because I did that, but I couldn't. I don't know where it was. I, just, I remember my keys falling on the floor, but I don't remember picking up the key fob for my car. So oh, got okay. you, got well, you. Last what you get for being cheap, Rick. You should have just ordered the fight, and instead you pay way more. That's what he thinks. I, 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 what, that's what happens when you try to take when you try to cut quarters. Yeah. I mean, Floyd looked good last night, though. I think he looked good for 44. And uh, Logan Paul being uh, 50 pounds heavier than him, uh, he, he did his thing. They did it pretty good. He did, Floyd did exactly what I thought he was going to do. Absolutely. Hello, who's this? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, y'all, this move from Jersey. I just want to know... Uh, why I seen Envy in a water park dry this weekend. Like, what you doing dry? You ain't get wet at all, my brother. You just... You wanted him to get around. wet. Damn, that's crazy. If you, you was from Harlem, you'd have paused all of that. I know you followed me the whole time instead of being with your kids. <laughs> you, if you was from Harlem, <laughs> B, you'd have paused. You'd have had to pause all of that. You got grown ass man. I'm out with my kids. Yeah, why well, I'm not hey, getting wet. Bro, it's, bro, bro, it's 80 degrees inside the indoor water park. It's 80 degrees. Like what? Like. I'm not knocking you, bro, but I'm saying if you was from Harlem, no no grown man should be asking another man why they wasn't wet this weekend. Hey, Charlotte, man, you ask that man every day why he not wet. That is not every true. <laughs> that is not true. I, I, but I, that is not true. Grown ass man, follow me around the water park. Ask why I'm wet. I, I actually did jump in a bunch of rides, bro. I actually posted a picture with me and my kids. Anything, if you really want to know. But bro, if you really want to know, it's called having a nanny, and I have a nanny that jumps in there with the kids, and I go in oh, there with them as well. Oh, right. Jesus Christ! <laughs> but if you really that was a dry ass flex, envy. <laughs> but if you really Jesus, that wasn't even know. called for. I asked about your nanny. Got, Jesus Christ! Somebody asked something stupid question. My God! Goodness gracious! That's not. That wasn't a stupid question. A little you awkward, but wasn't stupid. It is weird to be dry in a water park. I w- uh, guys, <laughs> I wasn't dry in a water park. But damn, I have a name. That man too. said you was dry, bro. Just face it. <laughs> Grown ass man followed me around the water park. Where's your kids, bro? Where's your kids? 
Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up. Now we got rumors on the way. Yes, and let's talk about Chris Rock. He talks about some valuable advice that he got from his divorce attorney. Now that divorce attorney is now representing Melinda Gates. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. Rumor, rumor, rumor. On The Breakfast Club. So listen up. Well, Chris Rock recently did an interview with Business Insider, and he was talking about the best advice that he got with his divorce lawyer, Robert Stephen Cohen. Now, Robert's also representing Melinda Gates in her divorce. And she could get the largest ever divorce settlement, by the way. And Chris Rock said Cohen once told him the bitterest divorce disputes only amount to a fraction of what's at stake. He said that Cohen was a capable, intelligent, and realistic lawyer who helped him understand the bigger picture, that most of his divorce had already been resolved, and the most contentious parts composed a tiny fraction of what was at stake. He said, put it this way, people get divorced, people fight, things take sometimes years. At the end of the day, you're only talking 4% one way or the other. Mm. Hey, man, I pray to God I don't ever have to go through a divorce. When, Absolutely. When you think of what marriage is and, and, you know, when you've been with someone for a long time, divorce just seems sad as hell. Heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Listen, I was in a, I had a driver this weekend for Essence. We were filming for Essence Festival, and he was telling me he was married for 25 years and just got divorced two years ago because his wife had been cheating on him, and he knew for five oh, years and didn't say mm-hmm. anything. I was like, how did you know for five years and not say a word? Oh, but, have mercy. <laughs> All right. Now, speaking of divorce, another divorce that seems like it could get really ugly is Gary Owen and his estranged wife, Kenya Duke. He posted a picture of himself with a T-shirt that says breadwinner. And then it had the definition of breadwinner underneath a person who earns money to support the family. Well, she posted that picture and said, I have never gone to the media. The media goes looking for the paperwork. I have allowed you to tell your family, friends, and fans any false narrative that you want or need it to be about us, the relationship, and our kids, because I don't care or feel a need to defend or explain myself. You and I know what it really is, but when you go and make these dumb, passive-aggressive posts and these insensitive-ass T-shirts, I am triggered, and now you have my attention. You haven't supported us since April 1st. Nothing, not a zero, not electric, water, gas, not insurance, medical, dental, life, car, house. Etc. Not groceries, not maintenance for the house, not the gas or maintenance of the cars, not the platinum mm. card I got mm-hmm. for us because you wanted one and you couldn't get one on your own. Not the cell phone you have for 23 years. Instead, you just got another phone number and didn't pay the bill. All of our bills are attached to my social security number and credit. You see how you see how heartbreaking that sounds. Like like when I see it things happen, awful. when I see things happen to people that I would never want to happen to me, I just get sad. Like I I hope I never have to go through a divorce, man. Like I don't know what I would do without the structure of family. I just don't. And it just can get very ugly. Yeah, something so pure and personal gets reduced to just business. Mm-hmm. And then you, we watched them on TV. They had the show together, oh. happily married with the oh, kids. Man. Heartbreaking. It's like, how does this happen? All right, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle have confirmed that they had their second child, Lilibet Lily Diana Mountbatten-Windsor, who was born on Friday okay. at Santa Barbara Cottage Hospital in Santa Barbara. They said that it was more than we could have ever imagined, and they are now settling in at home. How many first names you give a person? What's the, what's the baby's name again? Lilibet, and then Diana, obviously, is the middle mm-hmm. name. And then it's Mountbatten-Windsor. Okay. A lot of names. Sounds important. <laughs> that's, a, that's a very important sound to name. A lot name. of names. All right, Bad Baby and Little Yachty have invested in a dating app for Jewish people with ridiculously high standards. It's called Locks Club. 
It's a private membership-based dating app for Jewish people who, I guess, you know, want to only talk to people who have, uh, who stand out for encouraging more personable conversations and connections. Who you say now? Bad Bunny? Bad Baby and Lil Yachty. Bad Baby? Who was Bad Baby? Catch Me Outside, girl. Oh, 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 oh. I thought her name was Bad Barbie. What? That's not her name? No. I thought oh, I didn't it know was it was bad, bad baby. I, I thought it was bad. bad I thought it was too. bad Bobby too. Okay. Well, I'm old. All right, guys. Uh Caitlyn Jenner is saying that it was easier for her to come out as trans than to come out as a Republican. And <laughs> <laughs> she did this interview with Fox 11's The Issue Is. One thing I and I talked to all my family um about running for governor. And to be honest with you, it was easier to come out as trans than as a Republican candidate. <laughs> I think Kimberly has done an amazing job with criminal justice reform. I have not asked her to be involved in my campaign, but I guarantee you, as time goes on and I become governor, I'm sure she'll have my ear. So this is a real thing. Yeah, that's like the she's first really running media for interview since announcing her run for governor. Oh, okay. What, what do you think is going to happen? I, uh, the cameras will be rolling. That's that's definitely going to happen. It's going to end up on somebody's TV, our streaming platform. All right, and Saweetie can't wait for the world to see what she did with Cher. She was sharing the good news on social media. Cher posted, just got home from a long-ass day at work. It was so cool. Girls are going to lose it. Lots of people may like it. I was dancing around two river deep mountain highs. Saweetie gave me the coolest gloves, and I put them on and danced around the river, we took pics of our nails. Hers were way cooler. And Saweetie reposted, you are so amazing. I can't wait for the world to see what we worked on. Does that sound like a good collab, Cher and Saweetie? Oh, y'all don't, don't care? I don't care about Cher. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I like when people do I'm things outside the box. I'm open-minded to it. I'm not, I don't have an opinion on it. I got to hear it. I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't have an opinion on me. it. Not, you know, I don't hear new Cher, and I'm like, oh, Yeah, I've never gosh. heard Cher on it. Well, we're talking it. about Saweetie here, though, you know, and she's excited about it, and that could be an interesting collaboration. I mean, I like Saweetie's music, but, you know, you, you, when you I mention Cher. I mean, like Cher don't got some bops now. I mean, if I could turn back time as a bop, you know what I mean? I got, even I got you, don't you, know another, even you know I got another you, babe, with Sonny. I mean, even I got you, babe, with Sonny as a bop. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I just don't know if I want to hear Cher with Saweetie. I don't know. I, I, I just think it could sound interesting. Like, I'm not, I have no idea what that's going to be Exactly. Like. I'm not opposed to it. Nice, fast dance song. It could be something. Who knows? I'm not opposed to it. But I'm I'm excited that she's excited about it. I mean, you know, what, it's nice when somebody who's iconic uh, as you're growing up that you never probably would have thought you would work with. It's you end up Cher. Working with. If that's what y'all into, guys. Yeah, it's Cher. I mean, you, you get to check that off your bucket list. If you, I mean, if that was on your bucket list. That's, but I mean, it's still Cher. It's not on my bucket list, but you know, it is what it is. Bro, Cher means something. Okay, let's to not people. act like... It yes, does. Let's this not act like Cher does. don't mean something. Just not to me. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, that is your rumor report. Sorry, my parents. So, is her name really Bad Barbie and not Bad Baby? Man, I don't know. We don't know. It's Monday. I know it's Bell Baby, but I've never, you know. You asking okay. too many difficult Can questions you take this, this morning, please. Yeah. Okay, you asking me hypotheticals about Saweetie and Cher that I'm just not ready to answer yet. You asking me about Barbies and babies. I don't know what's going on yet this morning. Give me a minute. All right, that is your rumor report. But is it Barbie a baby? <laughs> <laughs> I only ever see her written. I don't think I ever hear anybody say her name. Well, you reported it this morning. Bad baby. 
All right. Well, front page news next. What we, what we talking about you? Well, a mom ended up facing criminal charges. She actually went into a middle school disguised as her 13-year-old daughter. Oh, Lord. Guess what? Never mind. All right. We'll get State it is. I say Florida. <laughs> Wrong. Wow. All right. We'll talk about it next at The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Hey, morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Shout out to our newest family member, uh, 99.3. That's out in Pennsylvania. Shout out to you guys. Central Pennsylvania, morning. right? Oh, that's right. That's right. And welcome to the family, guys. Welcome to the club. All right. Now, let's get in some front page news. Now, playoffs over the weekend. Saturday, the Nets beat the Bucks 115-107. You know now, James Harden, he played 43 seconds and injured his hamstring, and he won't be in game. He won't be playing game two. So, we'll see how that works Bucks out. Bucks and seven. No, I don't think so. No, I think I the think Nets so. got that one. All right, now the uh, Hawks beat the 76ers 128-124, and the Clippers beat the Mavericks 126-111. And tonight, the Nets play at 7.30. What else we got, Yee? Well, a Texas mom tried to do a social experiment, and she ended up facing criminal charges. She infiltrated a middle school disguised as her 13-year-old daughter. The woman's name is Casey Garcia. She's 30 years old. She has a 7th grader attending Garcia and Enriquez Middle School near El Paso. And she said the security process... I guess she wanted to test it, and this is she wanted to see how far she could go without getting caught. She recorded her experience and put the footage on YouTube, TikTok, and other social media platforms. It took off and went viral. She does a full incognito attempt. She undergoes a makeup routine and a wardrobe change to pull it off. And she, uh, if she looks like a middle schooler, I don't know. But she did have on a face mask, and she made it through about 85% of the school day undetected. We do have audio. Do I look like a, a seventh grader? No? Cool. Awesome. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Finding yourself? Great. Oh my goodness. I'm going to get so caught. I'm actually really scared now. So teachers don't notice new students just sitting in the classroom? I guess not. Not, not there. But Jesus. did she go to class or did she just walk around the school? All I mean, day, she was the there 85% of the day. She was interacting with the faculty, sitting in class, listening to lectures. She even went to lunch, walking in the halls. And then eventually somebody did call her out and report her to the principal. I finally got caught. I told him that I would go to the principal's office. So I guess we're going to see what happens. Just want to say thank you to all the girls that helped me get to all of my classes yesterday. I really, really appreciate it. I honestly would have been discovered way sooner if it weren't for you. And if you knew my secret and you kept it for me, thank you so much for not saying anything. Why is she not in jail? Well, she did actually get in trouble for falsifying records and for trespassing. With no arrests? I think they did arrest her. Yeah, I'm not sure if it was, uh, you know, she went and turned herself in and it's a fine or if she went to jail. But. I mean, that's scary that somebody can just sneak up into a, a middle school like that and walk around for 85% of the day. I mean, that could have went left. What if they were a shooter? You know what I mean? What if they was a, a, a human trafficker? That's the whole point. People were concerned. How did she get in so easily? And nobody thought to themselves, who's this strange looking new student? <laughs> like the, none of the faculty and the fact that she's 30 posing as a... <laughs> Well, that's difficult, right? Because you got the mask on and you can only see the person's eyes. And if the other girls that are students, they are helping her, they probably assume that that's one of their friends, I'm sure. I almost feel like somebody, a lot of people should be fired behind this. Because this is a huge breach. You it don't is a think breach. Yeah. that huge nobody breach. noticed that she was sitting in classrooms and just walking around the school for 80% of the day and nobody noticed? 
I mean, I know people are busy and people be in their own worlds, but I mean, damn. how big this school is. Like, how many students? Yeah, school could be big. And see, the, the bad thing with these masks, you can't really see who you're looking at, right? You can't see but eyes up. And, you know, if she had a hat on and she had a hoodie on, I think in, in one of those pictures, it's difficult to she see. She had to look out of place, though. She had to look strange. Like, somebody had to see her and feel her energy and be like, hey, are you looking for something? Are you new here? Something. But she said Like, the if girls, that was your kid's school, you wouldn't out. be concerned about the security? You said what? If that was your kid's school, like, wouldn't you be concerned? Of course. Smash yeah. envy, yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, that is your front page news. All right. 800. I didn't even get to talk about your president wearing, uh, your former president wearing his pants backwards. How did he do that? I was trying to figure that out. Because you got to button it in the back. <laughs> well, maybe again, that's maybe, maybe one or two. Maybe, maybe he wanted to do it that way. He got a zip in the back. Maybe he wanted to eat easy access. You can't. They also you know, say he was wearing a diaper. Wanted. Was he wearing a diaper? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's open up the phone lines. 800-585-1051. We were talking about breakups and divorce, right? Mm, 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 mm. Yes. Chris Rock was talking about the best advice that he's ever gotten from his divorce attorney, who, by the way, is also Melinda Gates' divorce attorney now. And that's going to probably be one of the most expensive settlements in divorce history. But he was saying that a lot of times you just argue over really small things and that helped him put it into perspective about uh, 4% of, of what's not resolved is what people tend to argue about. And then we're watching everything play out with Gary Owen and his divorce that he's going through. And it can get really ugly. So yeah, what's, what's I don't never want to go through a divorce. Divorce is a sad man. So what's the question, guys? What, what are we asking today? Ooh, has anybody gone through an awful divorce where things just got so ugly and they want to discuss it? Can we hear some happy stories, too, though? I mean, just in case there's some good, happy divorce stories out there, you know? Okay, let's do it. 800-585-1051. I don't know if you watched The Housewives of New Jersey, uh, but one of the cast members, she had, she got a divorce. She still is cool with her ex. They actually live with each other at times, and she has a new boyfriend, and they're all cool. So I know that divorce is happy for them because they My all like a big My parents live together, and they're divorced. See what I'm saying? So there's got to yeah. be, I want to hear some happy but divorce But sometimes it takes too. people a while to get to that point, too, I where they can hear be this. cool with each other. I want to hear it. I want right. to hear about it. 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Pull out, pull out your, pull out your phone. Call in right now. Call me. Add your opinion to The Breakfast Club topic. Break, break it down. 800-585-1051. The Breakfast Club. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just join us, we're talking about divorce this morning. Now, where did this come from, Yee? Yes, Chris Rock was discussing his divorce attorney, who's also representing Melinda Gates. And he was saying that he, you know, he had some of the worst moments of his bitter divorce back in 2016. But there was one piece of wisdom that his lawyer shared that helped him get through his two-year legal battle. And that was the most contentious parts were only a tiny fraction of what was at stake. He said, at the end of the day, you're only talking 4% one way or the other. And he said, that's what helped put it in perspective. All right. So let's, let's talk divorce this morning. Breakups. Were they good? Were they bad? Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure some breakups were good. Let's talk about it. Eight hundred five eight five one zero five. I don't. I don't. I don't ever want to go through a divorce. Hell no. I've been with my wife uh, a, a very long time, and we've been we've been together longer than we've been married. But you know, when you think of something that's so pure and so personal, usually it seems like when it's a divorce happening, it gets reduced to just a business deal. 
And that's heartbreaking. That's true. But, you know, a lot of times with divorce, a lot of people say that, you know, they spend so much money on attorneys that a lot of times attorneys make off really with, with you know, with divorces mm-hmm. because people can't necessarily get it together. So they go through. The, and like you said, you're in court for two years. How much is that costing you? Damn. Let's go to the phone lines. Hello. Who's this? Hey, man, it's Thomas. Thomas, what's, what's up, man? What's going on? What's going on, man? Yeah, it's always a good thing. I mean, you can have a good uh, breakup, marriage, divorce. You had one? Yeah, I had one. We've been, we were friends for a while. Then we got married. We was married almost 10 years. We got a divorce, you know, infinitely on my part. But, you know, we, we're still friends to this day. We Actually, we're about to go on a trip a couple months from now. And we actually thought about getting married. Maybe down a lot again. Oh wow! Okay, wow. Have, have you changed your ways though? Have you have you uh, learned how to keep your PP to yourself? Oh yeah, man. You know, going through that taught me a lot. It really taught me how to take responsibility in my actions. There you go. All right, brother. Hello, who's this? Hey, my name is T. Good morning, DJ MB, Charlemagne, and Angela. Good morning. We're talking about divorce. You said you had a good experience with divorce. I actually did. Um, my ex-husband, I offered to drive him to the courthouse to make the process more smooth because I knew he didn't have a ride. And (laughs) the thing was, was, he actually had the worst experience in his life that day because the same, in the same courthouse, um, not in the same room, but his baby's mother was there with the same court date for child support. Wow. I, I... didn't understand how that went, but wow. when I seen him, I was like, oh, shoot, you look really, really bad. But I Dang. actually offered to drive him to the courthouse because I wanted to make the process more smooth. Mm-hmm. I just wanted it done and over with, you know, no issues. But we had a good experience. We're friends. We're cool today. Okay. okay. I mean, I, mean, I can't right. tell, by the way, you, you stressed that he looked bad about three or four times. <laughs> he <looked bad laughs> I mean, she just made him. He, he ain't had no car. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He looked bad. Hello, Damn. who's this? Good morning, it's Margaret. How are you? Margaret. Good morning, Margaret. We're talking divorce. How was your divorce? It was horrible. I was the husband in the divorce. I got drugged and I got I ended up bankrupt. What? What? He wouldn't Yes. I ended up bankrupt. I was the husband in my divorce. Why? You had happen? all the money? I was the primary breadwinner throughout the divorce. He had ten jobs in ten years. Wow. So, so he took more than half? Nothing. What did he get? He ended up with his house because he bought a house while we were separated. And I didn't even get spousal support. I got laid off from my job because I went through a divorce in the middle of the last um, downturn, 2009. I lost everything. Damn. See, I don't want that. Like, that, and that's another reason it's, it's sad, right? Because, like I said, something you, so Mama. pure and personal gets reduced to a business decision. And this is a person that you would never let that happened too if y'all was together so why would you let it happen to them when y'all not together right especially right. being that y'all shared so much 800-585-1051 we're talking divorce did you go through a divorce that was nasty or maybe you went through one that was okay call us up let us know it's the breakfast club good morning I know it now. I know it now. I know it now. call me add your opinion to the breakfast club top come on 800-585-1051.
Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just join us, we're talking divorce. We're asking 800-585-1051. Did you have a nasty divorce? Is it okay? Was it actually a good thing? Who are we talking to? Hello? Hey. Hi, me. Good morning. What's your name? Kalia. Kalia, let's do, you went through a divorce. Was it good? Was it bad? How was it? Talk okay. to us. So we didn't go through the divorce, but we went through the process of the divorce. And Charlamagne said he wanted to hear a good story, a good outcome. So the good part is that me and my husband are still together. Like, we stayed together. We, you know, we made it through the storm. But it's a very, 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 very hard thing to go through. It's, it's weird. Like, you can't look at the other person the same way as you've been through experience. Like, Damn. So what? So the finances, the kids, the you know, with mine, with yours, all of that stuff is just like a pain. And see, that's what makes it so sad. Like I keep saying, y'all, you shared something so pure, so personal, so loving, and yep. it just gets reduced to business. And then it's like me and my husband, we was we've been together now sixteen years, but we've been together since we was like eighteen, nineteen. Wow. So you know, in that time, like my daughter was born, my son was born. He's in the military, so we've been separated apart, back together. So when we actually went to that, like, that was like the hardest part of our relationship. But, you know, thank God we made it to the point where now we're back together. And we did just have another baby this year. But um, hopefully we stay on a good track and we never have to go back and visit that section of our relationship. But it just makes everything, like, just hard. Like, it's, it's a terrible thing to go through. Well, I'm glad that you're going through it, uh... Righteously. Absolutely. Hello, who's this? Shree. Hey, Shree. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Doing good. Doing good. We're talking divorce. Talk to us. Talking divorce. So I'm currently legally separated. Mm-hmm. Um, want to be full divorced, but because of the family laws in the state of Florida, I choose not to deal with the government. So me and my ex live under the same roof due to our children being seven, six, and three. We try to live under separate roofs, but it just wasn't the greatest thing for them. Mm-hmm. Plus, having help with the children, it's just easier to call him and ha- have him help. So how does it work with dating? Um, it works because it works only because I'm honest with who I'm dating. Like, I have a child together. We are still legally married. Um, they, he will always be there. So if you call me and I'm out to dinner with my kids, he may be there, and you have to accept that. There's no emotional connection at all. We're not going back to being husband and wife, strictly period. But I do want my kids to understand that their mother and father are there for them and trust that. And unfortunately, for them to believe that as they get older, they have to see us together in a positive light. Yeah, it's just, it's just mad awkward when you're on a date and you say to him, well, you know, my husband lives with me, but we not together anymore. It almost sounds like when well, you say, I, I live with my parents, like, well, but you I'm really live with date. them. I'm not going to go on a date with somebody who doesn't accept the fact before. I'm very upfront, like, mm-hmm. in the beginning conversation. So I work all day. I don't really go to clubs, so my only options are dating it, right? Mm-hmm. When they always like, well, tell me yourself. That's something I, that's the paragraph you get. You know, I've got kids. I'm a medical assistant. I work all day, but I'm still legally married. But is he honest is about who he dates? No emotional connection. Um, no, he's not honest at all. That's why we're not together. <laughs> I'm just, I believe you. I would just, if I was dating you, I would just have to see it for myself. Because it's like when somebody says, oh, no, nah, I don't live with my parents. They live with me. Right. And, it, it, and it's hard. Um, and a lot of guys don't trust it, but that's on them. But like, how many guys out there have four or three girlfriends? So if you can't, if you're not secure on yourself, 
and you don't want to believe me, then you can go and find somebody else at 2021. Who needs to be super involved with if you know that you're not going to believe it? Why carry it on? Right. True. And you, right. can, and you can pick up on that vibe. You know, I'm 36. I catch, you know, body language. You can tell when somebody stops texting and stuff like that. They're not comfortable with it. But again, I live in Florida. Half these dudes down here have a wife, a girlfriend, a concubine, and some hoes that they do on the side. Jeez. If you want to come at me and be like, oh, well, you're still you married. I can't deal with you. Well, you're not a strong enough man to deal with me in the first place. That's true. How old are your kids again? They're seven, six, and three. Dang, so y'all got a long time to still be together. I wonder what's going to happen after, you know, 15 years from now, when all the kids are 18 um, and on their way out of the house. I don't know. I, I think it's going to be hard for him because he's the secular life where, you know, he's just, he goes to work and, you know, he's, on, he, he's Caribbean, so they don't. Have a whole lot of hobbies. Me, on the other hand, I'm like, shoot, what's my Contracts, catch me in Dubai, making money. You know, like, I'm not going to sit around and just be boring. I'm going to show my daughters and my son what a strong woman is because why did I have kids? True. Uh-huh. All right. Well, thank you, Mama. All right, other than the Caribbean part. Yeah, you just insulted all Caribbean people this morning. <laughs> Caribbean people don't have no hobbies. According to her. <laughs> Jesus. What's the moral of the story, guys? <laughs> the moral of the story is divorce sucks, man. You know what I mean? I, I feel for anybody who has to go through it because, like I said, something so pure and personal it just always seems like it gets reduced to business. Like, ugh. All right. Well, we got rumors on the way, ye. Yes, and we are going to be talking about Cat Williams and what he had to say about cancel culture. All right, we'll get into it next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning. Yo, happy Monday. What's happening? Back to the work week. Now, Yee, you still out in uh, New Orleans? Yes, I'm out here. I was doing some things for Essence Festival, and it was one of my friends' birthdays, so I told them to come out here to celebrate because, you know, I love New Orleans. And I also got a chance to see Mary J. Blige's uh, the documentary that's coming out about my mm, life. Mm-hmm. I saw a screening for that, so you know I was excited because I love me some Mary, and it was amazing. So uh, that was really dope. But it rained a lot here for a couple of days, so some of the panels that were outdoors, they had to like shift a lot of different things around, but it poured down, so... We definitely had a, a lot of um, moving and shifting of things. But, you know, I love Essence Festival. I've been coming to this every year for, like, probably, like, the past 10 years. When yeah. is Essence Festival? So is it virtual this year? Yeah. And so we're recording things that are going to be part of the virtual festival, but some of it is going to be, like, hosted live but virtual. So. I'm usually 4th of July weekend. Yeah, I'm shocked they still got to have it virtual. Well, you know, I think it, that you have know. to plan it so far mm-hmm. in advance. So if you don't know what's going to happen, like this is a, the type of event that takes like a year to plan. Mm. So you have to think like it's not like at the last minute you could be like, hey, we're going to do it. But they did have some concerts out here. I just saw a tank at Neo's. I was at Murrow's. Um, our guy Larry Murrow opened up a new spot, Treehouse, just last week. So we were over there. So that was nice uh, just to be able to be out and about like that. Okay. All right. Well, we got rumors on the way. What are we talking about? Yes, we're going to start it off with Cat Williams. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's about time. What's going on? Rumor Report. Rumor Report. This is The Rumor Report. Talk to With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. So Cat Williams was on the Joe Button podcast, and one of the things he was asked about was cancel culture and his thoughts. Here's what he had to say. There's no cancel culture cancellation doesn't have its own culture that was people of color that was us policing our own culture that was 
people without a voice being trashed by people just because they had a bigger name than them and more money than them and a better office than them. They could sweep them up under the rug like they didn't matter. I don't know what people we think got canceled that we wish we had back. It's done for the reasons it's done for, and it helped who it helped. All right. That's a great clear statement. Yeah, he goes on. Starter. He goes on to discuss it even more. Right. Here's what he had to say. If all that's going to happen is we have to be more sensitive in the way that we talk. Isn't that what we want anyway? I'm saying your job as a comedian is to please the most amount of people with your art. If you want to offend somebody, nobody took those words away from you. Dirty bitch ain't been taken away. You can say that, but don't call somebody this word when you know this affects all of these people. Look, if these are the confines that keep you from doing the craft, then it probably ain't for you. I get it. I mean, all cancel culture is is actually accountability culture. When folks are calling for people to be canceled, they're simply saying we want you to be held accountable. But, sometimes. But it's sometimes. But all accountability isn't created equal. If everything, you know, is can, can get you canceled, then nothing matters. Yeah, but but that's, that's what they're saying. Hell yeah, they'll cancel you over your, your, your own opinion. Yeah, absolutely. That's my point. If everything, is, if everything can get you canceled, then nothing matters. It's trash. And how do you know a person hasn't already been held accountable just because it's not the public lynching you want? Doesn't mean that person hasn't been held accountable. And I wonder about the, the out-of-bounds comment that uh, Cat Williams made because I feel like comedians are supposed to go out-of-bounds. They're supposed to push the line on what's politically correct in a smart and funny way. Right, but nowadays well, it seems like everybody's if, soft. It seems if, like if things go too far, if you don't like what somebody says, if it offends you in a way that it's not a joke, everybody wants to cancel you immediately. If they may, if somebody gives an opinion that's not your opinion, they want to cancel you, and it's all trash, in my opinion. I think that everybody that we're saying got canceled, sometimes it's just like a temporary couple of days of whatever, and then people forget about it. It's just Unless outrage. it's something really major. And then I also agree with what he says, like, if you know a group of people don't like to be referred to in a certain way, like, don't use the R word, you know, if some people don't like that. And there's he, other ways you can describe things. He did say that, but I tell you what, cancel culture isn't just about undermining groups of people right. to be funny because you truly don't know what outrages people so someone like Kat can be receiving praise today and then tomorrow those same people could be calling for him to be canceled for something and to me that's where the problem lies you got to have room for conversation and growth and when you don't when you don't agree with someone and I will say this too what he said dirty bitch can fly call the wrong woman a dirty bitch I'll yep. call any woman a dirty bitch that ain't gonna work in 2021 you think so who's been canceled that we wish we had back because that was something he said too Nobody's, no, I haven't seen that. nobody's really been canceled, canceled. Right. So then what is cancel culture? No, I don't believe cancel culture exists. I believe right. cancel culture is actually accountability culture. I feel when all of these people are outraged and they're calling for someone to be canceled, what they're really saying is we want somebody to be held accountable. I don't think there's a cancel culture either. All right. Now, Tiffany Haddish is going to be producing and starring in a biopic about Olympic icon Florence Griffith Joyner. How exciting <laughs> is that? That's her next project that she's uh, planning to do. And she's going to be producing that film that's going to tell Joyner's life story, including running in the 100-meter and 200-meter races in the 88 Olympics. So she did die at 38 from an epileptic seizure, and she served as a hero to many, including a young Tiffany Haddish. Well, we talked about this last week, but drop on the clues bonds with Tiffany Haddish. I'm not mad at it at all. Y'all got to tell you when she's out what, what stories we did, so y'all not, she, she's not repeating the same story. Mm -hmm. Tiffany's been working, uh, working on this for a couple of years. Mm -hmm. All right, did y'all talk about Jay-Z and Mariah Carey? And their explosive meeting? No, that happened over the weekend. Go. 
All right. Well, according to reports, uh, she is leaving Rock Nation, and the son is saying that their business relationship came to an unceremonious end. They reportedly got into a huge fight over the future of her career, and that's what ended uh, with Mariah Carey leaving the company. A source said that Mariah and Jay, the meeting did not go well. She made it clear she wants nothing more to do with him and has called it quits with Rock Nation. She will formally depart in the next few weeks. They said it's a shame because they had done some great work in the last few years, but this meeting couldn't have gone much worse. I wonder if uh, people in Mariah's team know that we know that somebody from her team leaked that. Because where else would it come from? I didn't even know she was on Rock Nation. I had no idea. I had no idea. I had no idea <laughs> she was either. even partnered up with Rock Nation. I had no clue. You knew that, Yee? I didn't know. They no, said I didn't know they that just either. removed Nobody her name from the that. management segment immediately. And they said supposedly she's working on a heavily R&B-influenced album and another world tour that's set for this year. And she's also uh, got her own new manager already. So, Oh, well, good luck to Mariah. All right. <laughs> and that is your rumor report. All right. Charlamagne, who are you giving that donkey to? You know, four after the hour, let's talk ego. Uh, I need a man named Robert Wallace. He's from Houston to come to the front of the congregation. We'd like to have a word with him. All right. We'll get to that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Hey, it's Angela Yee. By using brands like Dove and Hellman's, you're supporting Unilever and the everyday good they do. Like donating more than $25 million worth of everyday products and services to groups like Feeding America this year. Visit UnileverDoesGood.com to support communities impacted by the pandemic. This don't be a donkey, because right now you want some real donkeys. It's time for Donkey of the Day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, hit me with the heat. Did she get Donkey of the Day? Please tell me. I have become Donkey of the Day. It's the Breakfast Club, bitches. You're a donkey. <clears throat> yes, Donkey of the Day for Monday, June 7th goes to a Houston man named Robert Wallace. Now, Robert Wallace is 32 years old, and he's done something that many a man before him has done. And that's fall in love with a scripper. Yes, scripper spelled S-K-R-I-P-P-E-R. And when I say fall, I mean fall. See, you are supposed to grow in love with people. When you fall anywhere off of anything, you usually get hurt. You want to grow in love with people, not fall. But so many men have fallen in love with a scripper. So much so that T-Pain wrote a song about it. You remember this bop, right? Ooh, come on. Now. Don't act like you don't remember this bop. This was a record. I'm going to let this ride for a little second. Mm. I seen the other day he said he did this as a joke. This wasn't no joke. This is based off a true story. Yeah, that <laughs> was a on. true story. This is based off a true story. This guy just got to hear that beginning part. That beginning part just hits so hard. Y'all couldn't cut this, the it's intro, been... a little bit? I didn't know. <laughs> Here we go. Bunny, I forgot it. Got eyes but a peeking round. I see you, girl. Oh, you was there before I could tell. Dropping the clues bumps with T-Pain. You were there before, Charlamagne. No, because you had to learn that part. Once you heard, got the body of a goddess. For years, I didn't know what he said after that. It was the da 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 But it's got eyes but a pecan brown. I see you, girl. Classic bop, okay? That's right. They put dance upon, A lot of us have been man. there, okay? Uh, you can cut it now, Eddie. Uh, a lot of us have been there. I learned from Players Club how dangerous life can be for a scripper. Uh, that was the first time I ever saw someone obsessed with a scripper. Okay, remember Myron when he was stalking the hell out of Diamond and then he tried to force his way into her apartment? Let's hear that. Hey, Diamond. Myron? So this is your apartment, huh, Diamond? Can I come in? Hell no, don't you ever come to my house again. I'm gonna call the police on you. Why? Should have shot him. make sure you get home safe. Good God. Please, please. 
You hear what he said? I spent a lot of money with you and you act like I don't even exist. See, these guys that frequent script clubs often sometimes think they run the joint and they think that because they spend a lot in certain clubs on certain girls uh, that they own said club and said woman. But that's not how any of this works, okay? That stripper don't like you, man. They just providing a service. It's all transactional. She dances for you. You tip her. That's it. Okay, when the money rains on that stage, that money is gone. That stripper don't owe you a damn thing. When you start feeling like they do, then your ego has created a story in your head that doesn't exist. Okay, what you believe about you and that stripper is not the truth. But some people, like Robert Wallace, don't understand. And if you are not used to the script club scene in certain places, I can easily see how you could find yourself in a Robert Wallace type situation. See, Robert is not the first human to fall in love with a stripper from Houston. Okay. And he won't be the last, but he is the first person I've heard sue a scripper. I can't make this kind of stuff up. Let's go to KRIV Fox 26 for the report, please. 32-year-old Houston man files suit against a stripper. Yeah, he says he loaned the dancer money and he wants it back. <laughs> but she says, hey, there's no such thing as stripper refund. She goes by the stage name Naomi, and she says that about a year ago she was dancing here at Treasures when she met a man named Robert Wallace. Now, the dancer and comedian says they were just friends. But to Robert Wallace, it was much more than that. I have had situations in the past where customers have followed me home. I've had to move twice. But having a customer sue her is a first. He was becoming a regular, and we did become friends. I really like him as a friend, and I still do. We had had a dating relationship on May 3rd. I, we had broken up. Robert Wallace says he <laughs> loaned the dancer about two grand, and he wants it back, along with a laptop and some DVDs. I don't believe in loans because I don't want to pay anybody back. No refunds in the strip club. I've even had people come up in there asking, can he get a dance and they'll pay me back next week. We ain't got no layaway plans either. After a week of waiting for, for her to return my things, uh, I decided to file a suit to get my stuff back. Still, both sides say they've learned a lesson. Robert says he's not dating any more strippers. I kind of did kind of see it possibly ending this way. I've given him gifts too. You know, I mean, how do I get my booty and boobs back? I... I really don't know how people write scripts anymore. TV and film got it tough because there's just simply nothing funnier than real life. Reality TV is not reality TV because reality TV can't even create these kind of storylines. Like, this is Chappelle's show, Boondocks level humor. And what's crazy about it, even a cartoon like the Boondocks 15 years ago, this would have been an episode of Boondocks and we would have laughed at the, at the absurdity of it all. But now in 2021, this is just a regular Monday, okay? Robert, you need to get with some of the Houston OGs. I don't know, Slim Thug, go holler at Mr. Rogers, somebody from Rap A Lot. I mean, Trey and ABN, can you can you take this young man and school him to how this script club thing works? Okay, I salute Nomi for getting to know her customers. That's what a person who is providing a frequent service should do. Okay, your barber knows your name, right? Your hairstylist knows your name, right? So why shouldn't uh, your scripper? Okay, just because Nomi knows your name, no, just because she treats a frequent customer nicely doesn't mean y'all dating, Robert. All right, this is all ego. This is a prime example of when you allow your ego to control your thoughts, everything you believe becomes an illusion. Robert Wallace really believed Nomi was his girlfriend because he gave her damn near $3,000, his laptop, and his Harry Potter DVD collection. Why in the hell would you give someone DVDs in 2021? What is she going to watch the Harry Potter DVDs on, Robert? How? If you wanted your money back, do what I used to do in the script club. Just pick the ones back up when nobody's looking. Mm -mm -mm. Some donkey today's just sell themselves. Please give uh, Robert Wallace 
The biggest hee haw. Matter of fact, let Remy let 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 Remy Ma give uh, Robert Wallace the biggest hee haw. Hee haw, hee haw. You stupid motherfucker. Are you dumb? And I will say, if I was knowing me, I'd be getting a restraining order too. Cause when a guy is letting his ego lead like this, there's no telling what could happen. Okay, nothing will come but trouble. And ego is the only requirement to destroy any relationship. And Robert's ego absolutely destroyed this one. We we not gonna play a game. Would you like to play a game? Today might require a game. <laughs> Let's play a game of Guess What Racing is! All right, Robert Wallace, 32 years old, mm -hmm. in Houston. Mm -hmm. Tipped the stripper damn near $3,000. Gave up her, his laptop and his Harry Potter DVD collection, and he sued to get it all back. DJ Envy, Guess What Racing is! White. <laughs> <laughs> What gave? What 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 makes you think that? Uh one, I don't know any grown man that's gonna give a stripper two thousand dollars, and two, you huh? said Harry Potter DVDs. You said you don't know no grown man that's gonna give a stripper two thousand dollars. Gonna loan her two thousand dollars? They might throw singles in the air, but just gonna give her two thousand straight? Nah, uh, bro. yeah, nope. yeah, right. I would think so too. Okay, Angela Yee, Robert Wallace, thirty-two years old, in Houston, gave a stripper. Damn near three thousand dollars. His Harry Potter DVD collection and his laptop. Guess, and he sued to get it all back. Guess what? Right he is. I'm gonna say he's white. <laughs> what? Why do y'all think this? Uh, I mean, it was the Harry Potter is what did it for me. But then I also <laughs> feel like if he was black, he probably would have just went and took it back. Uh, Give me my laptop. Give me my DVDs. Okay. Okay. Well, guys, um, it's not a stereotype if it's true. You're absolutely correct. He <laughs> is Caucasian. See? I knew it. Robert Wallace is absolutely positively Caucasian. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey of the day. Now, let's open up the phone lines. 800-585-1051. Have you ever fell in love with a stripper? That is the question. That's what we're talking about this morning. I've seen a lot of you guys out there. I've DJed numerous strip clubs, and a lot of you fell in love. And we'll talk about it when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just join us, we're asking, have you ever fell in love with a stripper? Now, this came from Charlemagne's donkey of the day. Uh, uh, a gentleman out in H-Town lent a stripper $2,000, a laptop, and some Harry Potter DVDs. And he sued her because he said they broke up. So we're asking, have you ever fell in love with a stripper? Now, I uh, frequently DJ strip clubs all the time. And I remember one particular time, our camera guy up here, uh, he was feeling sad. So I took him out for his birthday. Which one? <laughs> Nick? No, no, no. Steve. Camera guy, Steve. Oh, Steve. 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 Okay, Steve. Steve now, used to work I for Now, I did remote. my set. I was out, out of the club at about uh, 3 o'clock. I said, yo, Steve, you ready to go? He was like, nah, I'll stay for a little bit. I was like, Steve, you know nobody here. He was like, no, but, you know, the stripper's feeling me. I said, no, she's not feeling you. <laughs> I said, she's not feeling you, sir. She's uh, feeling the money that you're throwing. He's like, no, no, no. I think we have a connection. I said, well, hit me when you get home. <laughs> so I know you made it home safe. Steve waited there till about 4.20 till she got out of work. That's how much in love he was with that stripper. Now, Listen, what happened after that? I don't know. But he was definitely in love. It's the stripper's job to give you attention, guys. It's a completely transactional relationship. Yes. You're throwing your ones. 
she's dancing. That's what the strip club is for. It's like literally going into a barbershop, paying the barber to cut your hair and saying, yo, I think I think he's feeling me, yo. He's he's playing on my neck. No, he's cutting your hair. <laughs> okay? <laughs> it's the same thing with a stripper. Yeah, but But I will say this, and for the strippers out there, when the strippers don't dance and they have conversations with their uh, mark, I'll call them, <laughs> that's when it gets a little... They're uh, having conversations to see if you got some goddamn money. But the conversation To see if they should be wasting their time with the you. The conversation makes the mark feel special because he's like, wow, you dance for everybody, but you're sitting down talking to me. I think she likes That's it. why strippers are great hosts. Drop on the clues bonds for all the strippers out there. That's why they're amazing at what they do because they make you feel special. They make you feel wanted. And that's how you have to make somebody feel if you want them to throw their money. Salute to all the strippers, man. Yeah, you ever fell in love with a stripper? Uh, no, I absolutely haven't. Yeah, I have a lot of friends who are strippers, or former <laughs> strippers. I mean, I never fell in love with a stripper. I mean, you know, I've been I've been fond of one in my day, okay, but never fell in love. And the first time you got a, was that a strip club? Yeah, that was. I was a kid though, like that wasn't even, I wasn't even old enough to be in the strip club. My goodness, I'll tell you this too. We need to be asking this question about the bottle girls, the bartenders, the bartenders. <laughs> this generation might have definitely fell in love with a couple of bartenders, a couple of bottle girls before the strippers. Well, hello, who's this? Yes, hello, this is Sean. Oh, Sean, it sounds like you fell in love with a stripper or, or a bottle girl. Oh, uh, don't do me like that. Uh, yes, I fell in love with the Hooters girl. Uh, okay. Back in the day, me and my friends, we used to go up there up in Connecticut and... Uh, she was a, a beautiful brown-skinned woman, and I would tip her a lot. And I ended up, she ended up finessing me into paying for a car payment. Damn. And then I remember I would come in the Hooters, and at, at one point in time, she wouldn't give me the energy and the love that I thought I deserved. But <laughs> you hear your goddamn uh, fra fragile ego? She didn't give me the love I deserve. What the hell you mean? Yeah, I well, you know, I was tipping her nicely, man. Nicely. I ego, bro. Like you leading with ego, oh, bro. Oh, boy. Poor you. That's all ego. Hello, who's this? Hey, it's Mitra. What's up, y'all? What's up, Peace, Mitra? Mitra. Who you fell in love with, Mitra? So, it was my masseuse. So, it was a female masseuse that massaged me, and my husband actually dropped me off at the appointment, and I was like, we go together now when you finish? But, yeah, I was, I was really feeling her, and it was crazy. What made you feel her so much? Huh? What made you feel yeah, her so much? Her hands. She knew how to use her hands. Did she touch places she wasn't supposed to? No, she wasn't, but I wanted her to. Goodness gracious. <laughs> oh, gosh. So why you ain't keep in touch with her? <laughs> she probably did. <laughs> I, I, I just couldn't. It was, we was on vacation, so we were out of town. So. Okay. I mean, it is what it is. All right. Thank you, Mama. 800-585-1051. We're asking, have you fell in love with a stripper? All right, call us up right now. Matter of fact, let's get into the joint. Here's T-Pain in love with a stripper. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. I know it, man. I know it, man. Call me. Add your opinions to the Breakfast Club top. Come on. 800-585-1051. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're asking if you ever been in love with a stripper. This came out of Charlamagne's donkey of the day. A gentleman from Houston who uh, lent the stripper 2000 Robert Wallace and his Harry Potter DVDs. You know what's so crazy, though? Uh, we haven't had one person call in and say they fell in love with a stripper. We had them say they fell in love with a Hooters girl and, and a, masseuse. a masseuse. Hello, who's this? Hey, can you hear me? We can hear you. What's up, Hello? buddy? You, in love? you fell in love with a stripper? Hey, hey, what's up, Charlemagne? 
Peace, King. Yeah, man. Well, how y'all doing, man? I want y'all to know I definitely appreciate what y'all do, what y'all got going on, man. What's up, brother? Man, I fell in love with a stripper, man, back in my high school days. Can you hear me? Yes, yeah. sir. Mm-hmm. Tell us all about it. Yeah, yeah. Her name was Essence, man. I, I'm, I'm still I'm still in love with her. <laughs> how long has it been, sir? Y'all still together? It's, it's been about a good five, six years, man. The girl, she is fat booty, man, body shape, just, just tattoos. She just, I mean, she looked good. She looked hella good, man. I... I just, I, I ain't been to the strip club since. Every time I go, honestly, I fall in love with strippers every time I go, so I just got to stay away from them, for real. Hello, who's this? This is Nick. Nick, you fell in love with a stripper, bro? <laughs> yeah, man, I think I'm in love with one right now. What's her name? Asia, baby. This is Mary Flawless, man. You got to stop playing with me. What is, oh, oh, Lord. Have you tried to highlight her outside of uh, office hours, sir, when she's not working? Yeah, yeah, I mean, Cool people, you know, I got the Instagram or whatever. I'll talk to her right here, kind of number. You know, we talked a little bit, but it's hard to get her out the club, man. It's Do you spend a lot of money in the club on her? Um, I spent a decent amount, but I think where the connection came at is when she uh, <laughs> came on the podcast. She came you on know, your I, podcast? Yeah, yeah, you know, the In Your Face podcast. You know, she came on two different episodes, which we call them stripper souls. So we had her and a couple other people, but you know, just getting to sit there, interview her, talk to her. So won't you tell her? Won't you be like, yeah, I'm gonna be honest with you, I really like you, you know what I'm saying? I feel like you just did. Maybe you can maybe you can offset her uh her her lifestyle. If you you got enough money to offset her lifestyle? I, I make a decent amount, but I think, you know, she she get a lot of money already, so the money ain't gonna get her. You know, she used to it. So like to, show her love. Life. Show her real love. Like 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 court her. You know what I'm saying? Like, like treat her the way you would want, like somebody to treat your daughter. You would want your father to treat your mom. Like, you, you show us some real love. Good luck, man. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Why not? Hello, who's this? This DJ. Hey, DJ, what's up, brother? You fell in love with a stripper, bro? Uh, no, nah, man, my baby mom's a stripper, man. Oh, word! Congratulations. So, yeah. Was she <laughs> was she a stripper before, before or after y'all had the baby? I was with her before she, you know, she wouldn't be a stripper or whatever. And then she got a job at the strip club, and I started DJing there. I mean, we was just co-parenting, and we worked together or nothing like that. You know what I mean? But, you know, that was my shorty, you know what I mean? Mm. Okay. Why y'all not together now? Oh, man, I had to leave that alone, man. That, that's, like, too crazy in there, man. I don't be liking to be in there no more, man. I be chilling out. I got other... I got other kids, man, and I got a job now. I just be chilling out, man. Well, maybe she needs to make you increase your child support so she don't got a script no more. You stupid. Hello, who's this? What up, this Chris out of Baton Rouge, you hear me? Chris, what up, man? You, you fell in love with a stripper, bro? Oh, yeah, dog. Her name was Miss Memphis, man. Oh, my God, she blew my mind. She gave you a lap dance and blew your mind and you in love. What's her name? Miss Memphis, man. So I, so I, I got the lap dance I, and I got her number and all that, and I hooked up with her again. And that second time I hooked up with her, when I went to the gas station, I got all kind of pills and stuff. Man, I couldn't even finish. I was, I, I, I got my money's worth. I tell you that. Damn. Gracious. I got my money's worth. All right, man. <sighs> Stay away from the gas station pills, man. <laughs> Lord have mercy on my poor soul. Man. What's that, man? What's the What's the moral of the story? I mean, there is no moral of the story. Y'all brothers just gotta stop letting y'all ego lead, man. Cause some of y'all ego be making y'all believe things that don't exist, like y'all relationships with these scrippers. All right, all a scripper owes you is a dance. That's it. And that's only because the relationship is transactional. You paid for a service. She provided that service. That's that. If y'all get to know each other outside of that and you know something happens, great. Other than that, goddamn tipping, keep it moving.
Lord have mercy. My goodness. All right. Well, yeah, we got rumors on the way? Yes, and we're going to talk about Kehlani. She's doing a new Facebook watch special. It's called Pride On. Kehlani and Larry's excellent pride ride, and she talks about how the father of her child reacted when she came out as a lesbian earlier this year. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, Kalani was on her new Facebook watch special titled Pride On, Kalani and Larray's Excellent Pride Ride, and she talked about how the father of her child reacted to her coming out as a lesbian earlier this year. Here's what she said. Me and her dad are like really, really close friends, and the decision to start a family was really easy for us because we both believed in each other's ability to be good parents. We just focus on being a team, honestly, and when I was able to tell him like I've come to newer terms with, with my sexuality, and he's super, super, super supportive like usually where people would bring up mom and dad we also say mom and mom and dad and dad and as long as that child is getting love it don't matter yeah. if they got two mommies or two daddies yeah that's interesting that's a dynamic you don't think about right because right. I, the first thing i would think if i was a baby father or like what does that mean for us are we right. not going you know what i mean but like I what if you like her and you're thinking anyway. about having a future with her you know what i mean yeah i mean i think that relationship is dead anyway unless he was going to try to holler back but it, it seems like it's a wrap but i mean she can go back if she wanted to right what? Sure, I don't yeah, know. Right? I'm just saying. I would Why just not? think, what did that? What would that mean for us if I was the baby daddy? If if I wanted to be with her? Well, well I mean, obviously it would be a rap. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe they she might have one of those uh P- Polynesian sauce relationships. What's the thing called? Yeah, I'm with you, Polynesian sauce. You know what I mean? I got you. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. It's poly something. All right. Polyamorous. There you go. Now let's talk about Floyd Mayweather. He spent $1 million on cars for his inner circle. He got himself a Rolls Royce. Mm-hmm. And so it was. he got a Rolls Royce white ghost. He got a Mercedes S560, a Maybach sedan, a Dodge Journey, two Dodge Chargers, and three Dodge Challengers for his, Challengers for his peoples. Now, if I was one of Floyd's friends, I'm extremely grateful that I got a free Charger or a Challenger or a Journey. I don't want the Dodge Journey. But I would be wondering how I could get into his Maybach uh, Mercedes tier of friends. Bro, I'm I, not take gonna lie. I take the Challenger. I take the I ain't taking the Dodge Journey. You're not going to give me the... It's free, man. Don't act bro, like that. Bro, I you get it. Give me the, uh, the, uh, the, the soccer mom call? Yeah, I just would Wouldn't you want to be in his Maybach Mercedes tier of friends, though? I take the Challenger, but the Journey? No, the Journey's a car for people who are dry at the water park. <laughs> <laughs> Callback, good callback to our earlier segment. <laughs> That's the soccer ball, because I ain't taking the journey. <laughs> All right, well, Floyd did expect, he does expect to make around $100 million from this last fight he just had with Logan Paul, the exhibition fight. Uh, Phaedra Park says that two men broke into her car and stole some very sentimental items. She posted, tonight at exactly 7.02 p.m. during daylight, someone, two guys broke into my car on Miami Circle exactly 11 minutes after I got out to drop off an item. She said they stole a glitter backpack, which was a gift that she got from her former Real Housewives of Atlanta co-star and friend Portia. She also said the bag had a camera in it that had special photos. And so it had uh, uh, pictures of her son's recent graduation on the memory card. Y'all better look alive out here. I don't know how many times we got to tell y'all that, you know, people out here are starving. Atlanta. Okay. This is not the first time this has happened. You got to know, do not leave anything special in your car. I mean, at one time, police were saying you might as well just leave the windows unlocked or the doors, uh, I mean, the windows open or the doors unlocked. They stealing everything. Damn. Just don't leave nothing in your car. Nothing. All right. Now, Pop Smoke. Uh, let's talk about the uh, murder defendant's parents want to speak with Pop Smoke's mother and father and family. 
So that is a 20-year-old Christopher Walker. His family is asking to speak privately with Pop Smoke's loved ones. According to the New York Daily News, uh, the lawyer reached out and is trying to see if this can happen, but the attorney is also sure to acknowledge that Pop Smoke's family may understandably not be ready for such a conversation. And he said they might need time. I will also understand that the family is not inclined to have that conversation. Everything we have done and said has been done and said while keeping in mind the great respect we have for the victim and for the victim's family. Now, Pop Smoke's mother said in response, Audrey Jackson said in response, and by the way, she's a teacher in New York City, said, this is new information to me. I'll have to learn more. I'm working on a lesson plan right now. That is my focus. I really can't say. Yeah, I mean, that's up to Pop Smoke's um, parents whether or not they want to have that meeting. You know what I mean? Nobody nobody can make that decision for them or rush them to make that decision. And I mean, as far as the, you know, the, the murderer's parents, as much as we want to blame parents for the sins of their children, you can't. You know, kids make nope. choices and you can have a great upbringing and still make poor choices. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee and that is your rumor report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Now, uh, up next is the People's Choice Mix. Get your request in. Shout the revolt. We'll see you tomorrow. 800-585-1051. And don't forget, uh, my car show, July 3rd in Atlanta. Get your tickets if you haven't got it already. And also, August 14th in Atlantic City. I've seen a lot of people over the weekend at the uh, water park that said they are coming and bringing their family. So I'm excited about that. So get your tickets now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building, the mayor of Atlantic City. Yes, sir. Mayor Marty Small. Welcome, sir. What's up, Envy, Charlemagne the God, to the listening audience around the country. And as we say, it's a great day in the city of Atlantic City. That's right. How you doing? First of all, how are you, man? I'm 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 blessed. Um little ugly campaign going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I'm in it for the right reasons. Um, as I told you guys when I first uh came on the show that, you know, my job is to uplift Atlantic City and its people and bring the business back and we doing that in a big way. Mm-hmm. I respect ugly campaigns. I was talking about that when it comes to the mayor race in New York. I like to see how passionate people are about their ideas and what they believe in, you know? I mean, I don't have no problem with that, but at the end of the day, it's about the issues. And, you know, what are you going to do for the good people of Atlantic City? Mm -hmm. In the 20 months uh, that I've been mayor, um, you know, we stabilized the finances, um, two straight tax decreases, um, Wall Street um, Moody's and Standard & Poor's gave us two bond rating upgrades, two outlook upgrades. We got the budget under $200 million. Um, we are, you know, teaching the community. We're educating the community. Um, I had to govern during a worldwide pandemic mm. that no one had to deal with. And because of my leadership stepping up front, Atlantic City had two testing sites, one mobile and one uh, drive-through. Um, and my response has led... To the numbers in Atlantic City, considering it's a worldwide destination, to be extremely low, considering I made the brave decision to keep the beach and boardwalk open when others around us closed it, and that kept people uh, bullish on the great city of Atlantic City. We fed 3,780 senior citizens two hot meals per week because all of the data showed that the senior uh, population were the most susceptible. And, you know, as we look at COVID in the rearview mirror and we're 100% open, we're getting people back to work. Um, we're stressing family entertainment. We got the largest uh, arcade um, in the state of New Jersey in Atlantic City. We have an events like uh, DJ Envy's uh, Carcella Atlantic City. And, you know, we're just um, opening it up to urban entertainment, which I said was a passion of mine. And, you know, we're getting through this together in Atlantic City. It's, it's stronger uh, for it, as I often stated 
Tough times don't last. Tough people do. That's right. So for the people in Atlantic City in, in New Jersey, what did you do for Atlantic City besides, you know, you, you talked about the COVID relief. You talked about feeding. What else did you do for the city of Atlantic City? I know you also brought down Trump Towers. So I know that was big for a lot of people. Under my administration, we have the first small business academy, which you were a guest speaker on, mm -hmm. where we're teaching the community. Coming out of the pandemic, one thing it taught us is to search for pandemic-proof businesses. We're going to have a trucking school uh, for the citizens to get their CDLs, and we're going to pay for it. And we're going to send them to training so they can start a career. The Small Business Academy, where we about to graduate 60 Atlantic City residents. Um, kudos to Bruce Weeks, my constituent service director. Mm -hmm. We're going to teach the community how to invest in, um, in, in the stocks and bonds. We also, um, with this being Pride Month, we have hired the first LGBTQ program coordinator for the city of Atlantic City mm -hmm. to be a voice and to be a liaison between my administration and that community. So we, we've done a lot of things, all the hard work, the blood, sweat and tears um, that I put into the city. That's why the people should dream big and vote small on oh. Tuesday. I was going to ask you, you know, um, Atlantic City has been known as a ghost town for the last five years uh, as far as real estate beat up, beat down. And I, I see it turning. So what are we doing to make sure that Atlantic City, you know, turns out a lot better and that it comes a destination spot because you know for a while people rather fly across the country to go to vegas instead of yes. coming to atlantic city atlantic city is in your backyard so what are you doing to change that i want to attract professionals to atlantic city years ago we had a great program for police and fire that gave them incentives to live in the community mm -hmm. so we need to expand that not only mm -hmm. police and fire we have stockton phase two going on we have a hospital expansion we great break ground on a hundred million dollar water park so we want people to live in Atlantic City and we need to give them incentives at this time. So I'm working on a 107 unit uh, project on Atlantic Avenue in Atlantic City that's that's going to cater to that. You know what makes me, I, I hate the fact that they call you Party Marty because it's almost mm -hmm. like, uh, even for your ties to your hood, because it's almost like they're telling you don't be around a certain element. Don't be around a certain constituent. The people that they would never dare touch that need to be touched, you out there shaking hands with them and building with and them, you come from that. Like That should be applauded. Yes, absolutely. And people don't understand uh, the struggle. Listen, you know, I grew up in one of the worst neighborhoods in Atlantic City at the time, um, Virginia Avenue Courts, VAC. Um, I'm a proud product of that environment. Um, I represent my people well, and I've always been the voice of the voiceless. Now, you were uh, under attack recently. Mm -hmm. uh, it was all a paper about uh, something that happened in, in your home, allegedly. All right. So first of all, I'm not going to give the individual that made the accusation any credit credibility because he's an FBI wire wearing snitch. Mm -hmm. um, let's start with that. So zero credibility. Um, my wife's cousin, um, you know, stayed with us in college and, you know, a couple years after. And then he moved out. Um, there was an allegation of child pornography, which he pleaded guilty for with the FBI. Now, the reason I'm saying the FBI, this is important. They tried to use it as a smear tactic in a school board campaign when the case was already settled because certain school board members wanted my support and they didn't get my support. And then lo and behold, something came out. Now, the bottom line is this, um, you know, the truth will uh, come out. We sued the individual, the FBI wire-wearing snitch, because of the statements that he made that someone was brutally raped in my home. Again, child pornography is bad, but he wasn't accused of molestation. So where did the term rape come from? Wow. So um, during the campaign, um, you know, he 
made up a term called the child molester protector. And, you know, that was an altercation. I mean, I'm not going to mm-hmm. fight no one unless, you know, I'll I be getting the donkey of the day by Charlemagne for fighting someone. Depends but, on what yeah. what caused you to lay hands. Sometimes <laughs> laying hands is necessary. Yeah. Yeah, but, I might give donkey of the day to your people. Like, why y'all letting Marty get his hands dirty? <laughs> <laughs> the thing about it, the people of Atlantic City uh, know who I am. Um, my wife did the right thing. And the thing about it is my wife reported her own cousin. Nothing about sexual innuendos or anything. She was just saying that she thought the relationship was inappropriate, that he was spending time with the kid off school hours with the parents' permission, uh, might might I add. And that's documented as well. So So that's not protected. The school school board solicitor said my wife followed all the rules. DIFAS, which is now DCPMP, state agency in New Jersey, the Atlantic County Prosecutor's Office said that they found no wrongdoing of anything and any parent can give their child permission to sleep in the bed with another adult. So it's silly season. It's political season. Um, listen, there's some bad people that's trying to take over um, Atlantic City and we can't allow that as a people. And at the end of the day, I'm always going to stand strong. And this is the quote that I live by and it's by the late great Dr. Martin Luther King. It's the ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands at moments of comfort and convenience, but where he stands at times of challenge and controversy. I'm a stand-up guy. I'm a man's man. And Marty Small is always going to stand tall. Um, also, under my watch, a lot of people said it, that we, we need a reputable supermarket in Lang City. I'm, I'm proud to announce to the Breakfast Club that ShotRite is coming to Atlantic City and we should break ground in the fall. Wow. So things things are looking on and up. Well, it's Marty Small. Make sure you get out there and vote on Tuesday. And we appreciate you for joining us, brother. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. No problem, man. Thanks for the opportunity. All right, Charlamagne, you got a positive note? I do. Uh, first of all, I want to salute um, everybody who's been grabbing Tamika Mallory, State of Emergency, How to Win in the Country We Built. I was literally just looking on Amazon and it's you know, still a number one bestseller. So salute to Tamika Mallory. Make sure you go grab a copy of State of, Mer- State of Emergency, How to Win in the Country We Built. That's her uh, first book. It's available everywhere you buy books now. Also, you know, I'm in New Orleans, so I want to shout out the mayor, Latoya Cantrell. Everybody kept saying, have you met the mayor yet? And I actually met her twice this weekend, both times at Larry's new spot, Treehouse. She was getting her party on, and she was amazing. I love the fact that she was out, and everybody was coming up to her and just speaking to her. And everybody knew her personally, so I thought that was really dope. So shout out to the mayor of New Orleans, Latoya Cantrell. And salute to Latoya Cantrell. And the positive note is simply this, man. Uh, Ego is just like a dust in the eyes. Without clearing the dust, you can't see anything clearly. So clear the ego and see the world. Breakfast Club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done?